You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 137. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business and consultant and coach who's helped thousands of amazing women business owners to get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months, and then on to six- and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. I get asked regularly about what my biggest mistakes in business have been. What did I learn? What would I do again? What would I change? So many, so many questions. But I also had so many, so many, so many mistakes with being in business for over a decade. Before I jump into my 10 biggest mistakes I've made in business to date, I want to start with a few things. Most entrepreneurs are perfectionists, or at least have the strong perfectionist characteristics, me included. And this inevitably puts additional pressure on us at any given time because of the fear of making mistakes, the fear of failure. However, thank goodness, and I'm so grateful that I learned very, very early on in my business journey that these mistakes are lessons, the lessons I need to grow, the lessons I need to move forward. And because I learned early on to embrace the failures and mistakes, it's allowed me to push through these mistakes a lot faster when they happen and thus allowing me to create not one, but two successful multi-six-figure businesses. But it's not just me this is happening to. I have quietly been taking stock and notice of other self-made millionaires. They don't fear failure is one of the common trends, commonalities that I have found. They keep on trying and giving their best. If anything goes wrong, they are keen on finding out the reasons behind the failures and mistakes and learning these lessons from their mistakes. People, maybe even you, think that failure and mistakes are bad. And I'm here to tell you this is not true. I mean, don't get me wrong. It can be bad at times. It can be good. But it is inevitable for sure. This is going to happen to each and every one of us as we go through the different stages of business. You see, what I found over my time in being in business is that the ideal way to treat a failure and mistake is to learn from it and simply let it go. Don't hold on to it. Don't give it any more energy than it needs. It's a total waste of time if you do. I'm telling you, you've got other fish to fry. If this happens with your mistakes and or your failures, reflect upon what went wrong and make sure you avoid repeating the same mistakes. If you keep making the same mistakes, guess what? You haven't learned the lesson you need to move forward. So today I'm going to share with you my 10 biggest mistakes and the lessons that I've learned thus far. So here we go. My 10 biggest mistakes and the lessons I learned from each and every one of these. Mistake number one, I try to do business by myself. I mean, my pride got in the way, my ego got in the way. It was hours and hours and hours of me trying just to do everything. And there's an amazing book called The E-Myth. And they talk about that when you start off in business, you typically are the visionary and the CEO. 
you are the managerial, and you are the technician. But in order for your business to run like a well-oiled machine, guess what? Your business description should ultimately be that of the visionary slash CEO. You can't do everything. But when I first started in business, boy, did I think that I had to wear all the hats. Because if I didn't wear those hats, I was failing at business. Oh, I wish I could go back to my old self and do the mean, say, what were you thinking, Angela? Right? Because now the lesson from that is I ask for help. I ask for help on a regular basis with my team, with my friends, with my family, with my peers. And I have no shame in doing that. So mistake number one was I tried to do it all on myself. And I'm here to tell you people, you don't have to do business alone. You don't have to do it by yourself. Uh, Ask for help. And I strongly encourage you to also read the book called The E-Myth. Mistake number two that I made, I didn't charge accordingly to my experience. That's right. One of the things that I had around charging for my experience and what, in my opinion, is my worth for what people get and the results I get for people is there is a money block there. That's right, a money block. And a good friend of mine, Denise Duffield Thomas, is all about to me breaking down those money blocks because those money blocks are what get in the way of allowing you to succeed at the pace and the amount of money you want. So the lesson that I've learned from that is what my uh, Denise talks about. And she says, it's safe for me to charge a lot of money. And I'm all right to charge a lot of money, not just because I think I should, but because I have over a decade worth of experience. I have a decade worth of spending time away from my family and going on masterminds around the world and learning from some of the top people around the world. And because of that, I have such, and I will own this, an amazing skill set to help women in business to move their business forward, to be profitable, to make sales on a daily basis. That again, I had to get over that money block. And thank goodness I did. Because the lesson from that is that again, it's safe for me to charge a lot of money. For some of you hearing this, it might trigger you right now. I encourage you to think about why is it that you're triggered. But mistake number two was I didn't charge accordingly to my experience. And again, the lesson that I learned from that is that it's safe for me to charge a lot of money. Mistake number three was not understanding all the moving parts of my business. You might say, well, what does that mean, Eng? The example that I'll use is when I was in my first business, Finley and Me, I uh, was working full-time as a mental health clinician. Obviously, I had two young kids. The list goes on and on and on. But the thing here was, is I was paying people, my SEO expert in this particular business, to be able to do all those moving pieces of SEO, which is search engine optimization, how you get found in Google. But what I didn't do is I didn't understand SEO. I didn't understand what on-site SEO was and off-site SEO was and backlinks and all these things I have to do with that SEO jargon. And because of that, I basically got taken for a ride. And when I, when, uh, you know, my current web developer for both businesses said to me, and you've been taken for a ride, you've been paying, you know, over a thousand dollars a month for people to quote unquote do SEO and they didn't. And because of that mistake, uh, it cost me $20,000 to get everything on my website fixed. So what is the lesson I had to learn from that is I had to learn that at the end of the day, you have to know all the moving parts of your business. So the mistake was that I didn't understand all the moving parts of my business. And the lesson is you must understand all the moving parts of your business people. 
it is up to you to understand what SEO is and what funnels are and what email sequencing is and all that. You might not set it up. You might not watch it on a regular basis, such as Facebook ads or Google ads or that. But you damn well need to understand all of those moving parts, because at the end of the day, it's your business, your responsibility. And that's why, you know, I've spent thousands and tens of thousands of dollars understanding all this. And this is why, again, I'm able to go back to that where I'm able to charge for what I do now because I've taken the time to understand it. So I encourage you to equally take the time to understand all the moving parts of your business so that when you do hire someone to do it, because it's not your zone of genius, you're able to understand, you're able to follow that, you're able to implement, and you're equally able to call them out when they're not doing the right thing. Mistake number four, I didn't get a business coach or join a mastermind early on in my business. Again, I was just off, you know, doing my thing working full-time, mom, trying to do everything again, didn't want to ask for help because what I'd been reading or what I felt or how I perceived is that if I asked for help, you know, I was weak and surely I would be able to figure this out. I had an undergrad and a master's degree and all that, but they got too much. I couldn't understand everything. So the lesson for me is to always have a coach or to always have a mastermind. It allows me to have opportunity to bounce ideas off with a neutral person. It allows things to be fresh. It allows me to get the support that I need on an ongoing basis. The lesson, you can't do business alone, people. Mistake number five, keeping on staff, even though they weren't doing their job and or they weren't the right fit for the position. You know, as a social worker by trade, I would say that I've got a very big heart. And, you know, I feel really bad when things don't work out for staff that I hire because I don't want them to be without a job or be able to put food on a table. However, what's happened because of me not learning that lesson uh, from that particular mistake slash failure is that it's cost me in my business. It's cost me at one stage a little bit of my credibility. It lost me a little bit of my authority in the space because a worker wasn't doing the right thing all because I let emotion get involved in that. And so my lesson that I had to learn from this mistake of keeping on staff, even though they weren't doing their job or the right fit, is I kind of have this motto now, fire fast or hire fast, fire faster. So again, my motto and the lesson that I learned is hire fast, but fire faster. And so when people come in, I'm very clear. I give them their guidelines. I give them their induction. We do all that now. Everything's very clear. I do hands-on time with them. My team does hands-on time with them. And if they're not doing their job after they've been trained accordingly, and if they're not asking questions, guess what? They're gone. Because I can no longer allow other people's inability to do what they are needing to do to grow my business impact the growth of my business. So that was mistake number five. Mistake number six. I didn't ask enough questions. That's right. I didn't ask enough questions. And the example that I'm going to use here is probably one of the biggest mistakes that could have cost me my first business feeling me and potentially not have allowed me to be where I am today with opening up Angela Anderson Consulting is that we had over 1,400 different products with Finley and me at one stage. And because of that, we could no longer continue to do business in my garage. Or that's what I thought because I was getting all this pressure as, you're this big now, and you should have this outsourced to a third-party logistics company, to a warehouse. And so I took all this advice from other people, 
But when I did that, as I didn't ask the warehouse enough questions, I kind of took things for face value. When really moving things to a third-party logistics company was one of the biggest moves I had ever made in my business. And it was equally one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. Because what happens is when you move to a third-party logistics warehouse is that your stock, if it doesn't sell quickly because you've got filler stock, is that it then eats into a shelving cost. So I had 1,400 products and a good portion of them sold on a regular basis. But other times, some of those products may have been seasonal for Christmas or for Easter. And that stock was sitting there and it was profitable when it arrived, the warehouse or the third-party logistics area. But over time, I was running at a deficit because those, that stock didn't move quick enough. So the lesson that I learned from this, or the mistake I should say, is I didn't ask enough questions. The lesson that I learned from that is ask as many effing questions as you want, people, until you know every rock has been turned upside down and inside out. I felt like that was a little bit of a riot. I'm going to show you folks what it's all about. All right, focus here, Angela. But... I didn't ask enough questions. The lesson, ask as many effing questions as you want. Never be afraid to ask questions. Mistake number seven, not understanding my financials and other data in my business. If I'm honest with you, at time of recording, I'm still cleaning this mess up. I've hired two accountants over my time and I've just fired that other one because I've gone back to my motto about hire fast and fire faster. And guess what? He didn't do the right thing, my second guy. Now I've got a third team in. And uh, yeah, things are looking better, but it's a mess that I have to clean up because I didn't take the opportunity. I'm really good with my Google Analytics and that data. And I thought I had a pretty good you know I mean, notion of my financials. But now that I've got a team that actually are next level awesome, it is clear that looking at your year to date, your projection, your cash flow, all that again, which we have been doing, but just not as tight as enough as we can, was a huge mistake. So for those of you that are out there, what I would say is the lesson from this is make your data your business. Data does not lie. Data has no emotional connection. Data is what allows you to make informed decisions for the growth of your business. If you think of companies like Qantas, Walmart, Target, etc., those CEOs of those companies are making decisions based on data. What is in, what is out, what is growth, what is negative. All right. So mistake number seven was not understanding my numbers soon enough. And my lesson from that, it is my responsibility to know my numbers and to hire the right people to get me to there. Mistake number eight. When I first started out in my consulting business, one of the mistakes I made was taking on clients even though they weren't the right fit. And I did that out of a fear at that stage when I was first starting was like a fear of scarcity, really. Am I going to have enough clients? Am I going to be able to leave my job? What does that look like? But that mistake of taking on clients who weren't the right fit and ultimately were quite toxic left me emotionally drained, left me, do you know what I mean, questioning my ability to be an amazing coach because of how toxic these people were and the things they were saying. The lesson from that was never take on a client for money. And to caveat that, follow your intuition. Because when this has happened to me, it's happened to me twice now. Of all my consulting, which I'm very grateful, it's only happened twice, but it still happened one too many times, is that I didn't follow my intuition, even though I knew they weren't the right fit. So that's mistake number eight, taking on clients 
right? Just for the sake of taking them on out of fear of scarcity. Mistake number nine, not celebrating my wins. I can't tell you how when I finally had this epiphany over the last few years that I was just going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And nothing was lighting me up anymore. Nothing was fulfilling that cup. And what I put it down to is I was always moving to the next thing. I didn't actually sit and celebrate the wins. So when the wins come in, like, you know, winning this year, um, you sorry, late last year, winning, you know, International Business Coach of the Year, International Women Helping Women, and International Podcast of the Year, you know, I sat in that and I smiled and I reflected and I may have even got a bit teary. The lesson from this is I no longer wait to celebrate the big wins. I celebrate the small wins every single day by practicing gratitude. And through practicing gratitude, I'm able to reflect on actually what happened, what presented in front of me. And sometimes there's big wins and sometimes there's small wins. But again, the lesson from that is don't wait to mean for the big wins. Practice celebrating every single day because it's okay to celebrate. It's okay to be successful. Own it. And mistake number 10, letting people take advantage of my kindness. That's right. Letting people take advantage of my kindness kindness is one of my strengths connecting people to other people is one of my strengths however what I've noticed is some people will take advantage of this especially as I get bigger and bigger in my business and become more visible etc and that was a bit I almost went through like the stage of loss because or grief I should say because where there was loss there is grief you know people that I've helped people that I've been friends with family members, et cetera, taking advantage of my kindness. So the lesson I had to learn here was putting in boundaries and that it's it's okay, but not only okay, but it's safe to have boundaries. In fact, it's necessary to have these boundaries. And the other thing that I noticed is that I can be kind and I can still have boundaries. I can do both. So again, mistake number 10 was letting people take advantage of my kindness. And the lesson that I had to learn was to implement stronger boundaries. So as you can see, I've made a variety of mistakes. And these 10 are just really even, we're not even scratching the surface here, people. I make mistakes all the time. And you know what? I'm going to make more, probably even today, probably even this week. And you know what else? I'm okay with that. Bring on the fucking mistakes because every mistake is one step closer to my bigger plan. I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you have sat back and kind of looked at and reflected on what are your own mistakes and failures that you've made in your business and what are the lessons from that, I would love for you to head over to Instagram, find me, um, Angela Henderson Consulting, and share with me your biggest lesson in business. And just a reminder, my team and I will also be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. Have a fabulous day, everyone, no matter where you are in the world. And I hope to see you next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.AngelaHenderson.com.au